Hi guys. All right. Some breakthroughs, I think, maybe. Um, I re-listened to some older episodes that I had done when I felt like I was happier this morning. But it didn't help because the whole time I was looking for an answer to a new problem with old notes, right? That chapter of my growth is outdated now. So I'm kind of having this realization this is a new chapter. I need to develop a new plan of care for myself. Wow, that sounded really nursey. <laughs> but I am a nurse. You know, that is what I do. Um, I look at a situation. I make a plan to find out what's wrong and how to heal it or relieve the pain that the person's in. So that old plan has been carried out. I'm in a new relationship now and we're having new issues that are making me feel discomfort and sadness. So I need a new approach. Luckily, I'm with someone who is doing the same thing for himself and we're doing it together weekly. Um, You know, and last week was rough. I kind of brought up something to my therapist about like not being able to tell the line between an unhealthy relationship and a healthy relationship. And she kind of helped me sort through that. And, um, you know, she did bring up that he is coming to every session. Like he shows up every time. Um, He's like fully participating and he wants to come. It helps him too. And there's like zero argument or fight to do therapy with me. There never has been. So I'm like, okay, you're right. You know, we both have to be willing to look at ourselves and change. Um, and not change for the other person, but for ourselves. So we can be like a healthier version of ourselves so that we can be healthy with each other. I think that's how that goes. <laughs> so this morning I was feeling like fairly miserable. Um, I kind of have been lately and thought, what would happen if I tried just for one day or like one week to just love my body the way it is now and not worry about weight all day, not feel guilty when I eat food, not base my worth on how badly I can restrict. I feel weird saying that, but that's what it is, you know, diet and how hard I can work out and how much weight I can lose or how much weight I need to lose to be acceptable again in my own mind. Like what would happen for one day if I just let all that go and like ignored it. What if I just relaxed and got used to the idea that I won't be abandoned because I have myself again, right? So what if I need to keep learning my way out of this? I thought when I met someone who really loved me genuinely, I wouldn't be demanding and mean to myself anymore. But the truth is, that's not the case. I'm still doing it to myself. Um, I don't know if um, it's on Netflix. I watched um, a documentary that um, Jonah Hill did. And it's kind of slow in certain parts. But I did like one thing that his, um, it's a documentary about his therapist and how he's helped him. But I did like this one thing he talked about. It's worth listening to. It's called Factor X. 
And like everybody has a factor X and it's basically like your negative inner voice. It's the part of you that doesn't want to like yourself. And it's necessary. It's like a necessary part of our brain, he says, because that's how we challenge ourselves and overcome difficulties and, you know, kind of figure certain things out. But we just have to keep it at a healthy distance and not let it take over. I liked that. That resonated with me. So therefore, I have to stop doing this to myself because now there's no one doing it but me. (laughs) My partner triggers me to be mean to myself sometimes, but he's not being mean to me. This is not him telling me any of these things, you know. So maybe I felt connected to the people who were demanding and mean at times to me because I subconsciously, like, have been letting my negative inner voice put me down. Maybe it hurts so badly when other people have treated me poorly because they're confirming the mean things in my head that I tell myself, you know, that I'm not good enough. And maybe I subconsciously seek this experience out because I have anxiety from trauma and an overactive nervous system. And it's what brings me a sense of calm because it's predictable. I've really been trying to figure that one out. Like I, I know that concept, but I'm trying to apply it to my own self and like really figure out what that is for me. So realizing all of this now, I'm going to continue to work on holding boundaries with other people and not tolerating mean treatment. That's the best thing I've ever done for myself, ever. But I'm going to also start not tolerating it from myself either. I think that's my biggest challenge right now that I need to focus on. So I had another thought. Like, you know, my birthday's coming up. I'm going to be 33. My life could be half over soon. I don't know how long I'm going to live. You know, my grandma died at like 65. People die in their 60s. My life could be half over. I have lived nearly half my life on this earth in this not great condition that I'm in, you know? And when I thought about this, this made me feel kind of sad. Um, You know, I lost that time to be accepting of myself and happy inside. I'm not saying it was never like that for me, but it was pretty rare. (laughs) It's pretty rare thus far in my life. Um, But I do have a choice to not live the rest of my life like this. You know, the clock is ticking. So what am I going to do with the rest of my time here? So... I made a list. I think that might be helpful if you guys want to try that. Um, So right now, and this is, this is more focused on like love and relationships. So that's kind of why like this list kind of revolves around that. This isn't my only thing in life that I need to like look at and make goals for. But so my list included, you know, I do want to be with my partner lifelong, maybe get married, you know, actually, that's not really a maybe at this point. That's truly in my heart what I want, even though I like talk myself out of it sometimes, out of protection, but that is what I want. Um, I want to have another baby and have a second chance in that experience being loved well by somebody, you know, like making a baby with somebody I'm totally in love with and vice versa and be with somebody who I feel connected to in the way I've been looking for and nothing less And let myself enjoy being happy without feeling like I can put my guard all the way down. 
I need to work on becoming okay with the idea that I'll be happy and that this isn't a temporary experience for me. (laughs) This isn't temporary happiness. I don't want to try and prepare myself for the sad ending anymore to my story. It's just kind of my autopilot, you know. Um, But most of all, I want to help people in a profound way while I'm here. And I want to keep that promise to myself. But first, I always have to help myself in a profound way to help other people. Right? So what if everything I want does come true? And then I thought, well, it is coming true, actually. (laughs) Can I really think about it? I actually have a lot of things in this relationship that I long for my whole life, but especially like the last few years after being in such a toxic relationship, you know, do I want to be miserable preparing for the end of that during the experience? Or do I want to feel happy and be able to like experience it fully? You know, there's going to be discomfort at times. That's something that I'm realizing I need to work on. I'm going to work on accepting, you know, there's going to be discomfort sometimes and try to settle the fuck down as my mom would say. (laughs) That's what I think of, like, when I think of that, I think of her, she always used to go, set all the fuck down, when my sister and I were being crazy, but, you know, I need my nervous system to settle the fuck down when I'm hurt or triggered. Um, so, like, this morning, I listened to a podcast, it's called Rewired. Um, it is an eating disorder self-help podcast, and that's kind of, like, what kicked off all this, like, thinking for me. And then I watched the Jonah Hill thing last night, but I looked this up this morning because I noticed my urges to diet and lose weight are worsening again because of the unknown. Um, that's kind of what that, that podcast, the last episode they've done helped me figure out. And I have to be okay with and be brave enough to step into the unknown without using that coping mechanism to feel like I have control. Um, And I also need to address possibly a cognitive distortion I'm dealing with, which is if I look like this in my current state, I will be cheated on for someone thinner or my partner will want to look at and become aroused by someone thinner. So when I fact check that, he gets aroused currently at my normal weight and he has since he started dating me. I've been the same size. (laughs) So (laughs) I have to tell myself even when, you know, I was unhealthily thin, this did not stop my ex-abusive partner from cheating on me. It actually further reinforced the idea that if I was thinner or closer to perfection, this wouldn't be happening to me. So I need to take a look at that. I need to reflect on the amount of pressure to have a perfect body that I feel and the fact that I'm punishing myself if I don't. Or think about punishing myself if I don't. You know, this comes from a very mentally ill man that was in my life for a long time that liked to control my emotions. And this is how he did it. My new partner may be a healthy person in the way of not always looking for the perfect partner or idealizing women and devaluing them. That, that's not his jam. That's not his drive. That's not his personality. Sometimes his actions hurt for sure, but it's not the same cause as last time. 
He's not a narcissist who expects perfection and is mean if I'm not that. So I need to focus more on the cause this time, I think, also. And if I'm being honest, like, it's really more his struggles with himself than his struggle, you know, like, what instead of what I'm fearful of, which is, like, his struggle to maintain a loving connection to a woman without her being perfect. That's what I feel like is going on a lot of the time when we're having these issues, but that's not what he's feeling. (laughs) He's trying to communicate that to me and make it really clear so that I don't feel that way and I'm not listening to him. And I think it's because this last person I was with, like, that's how it was. I needed to be ideal, to be loved by him. I needed to be perfect. And I think it may be helpful to ask my partner, have him like write down what he is looking for in a partner. Like really think about it and then tell me what is his version of Mrs. Right? Because it's clearly not the same version I have or the standards I'm expecting myself to live up to. He also doesn't agree how I treat myself sometimes. You know, he wants me to feel happy. I want me to feel happy. So who is it that's telling me that I'm not? Who's telling me to be happy, not not be happy about my body? It sounds like um, the person I used to be with and the negative inner voice that I developed while I was with him. So it's time for me to pay attention to this again and challenge my bad thoughts about myself. Um, because that's not even really me. It's not. And I think I was scared to like really admit a lot of this stuff to myself and out loud because I don't want it to take away the accountability the other person in the relationship that I'm in needs to have for their actions. I don't want to reach a point where I'm teaching someone it's okay to treat me that way and like I just have problems. That irritates me so bad Um, and men have used it quite often in my life like having this like, you know, behavior that's hurtful, but then just wanting to say like, well, yeah, but like you have all these problems. So I think that was keeping me from being vulnerable. And I did voice that um, recently, you know, when we were doing our work, um, that like, that's a fear of mine. And it does like hold me back from wanting to be totally transparent. Um, So that was nice to talk about that and kind of get that laid down that like that's not okay but I have to keep fighting the things I don't agree with you know in my own relationships and I feel a need to do it for other women you know like we aren't manufactured to hate ourselves we're taught to and the world we live in needs to quit expecting perfection and idealizing women in order for us to feel okay or worthy you know like we don't feel okay being imperfect. Social media and porn have really changed our society's state of mind in that way. But that's not right. It's not natural to live a life where you keep yourself looking like that. Even though it looks real fucking glamorous, it's not. And even when I did look how I thought I was supposed to, There were still other things about me I wasn't accepting of. So I guess the point is I need to 
come into a place again where I need to ignore society. I need to tell my negative inner voice to take a hike and really focus on living that lifestyle again of loving myself and like really focusing on that. Um, you know, catching any and every little negative thought I have and making sure I correct that with love. And I think I struggled, you know, it's been a year I've been with this person and I think I've struggled with the idea that I needed to break up and not let someone else love me in that process because that's what I needed last time. But it's, you know, it's, I don't think it's the case in my situation this time. And so that feels comforting because I've had a lot of like ambivalence around like, I need to be alone to get healthy. And while that is true in some situations, and it was definitely true in my last situation, it's not in all situations. And I think like when you're with somebody long-term and if you're going to be with somebody for life, 20, 30, 40 years, like you're going to have your shit with yourself that you need to work on and like figuring out how to navigate a relationship while doing that is hard, but it's like a skill I really want to develop. So I don't know. I don't know if that was helpful. Brought me some relief. All right, guys, much love till next time.